You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. I'll be sharing some bite-sized brain science, thought-provoking questions, and mind-bending ideas about how our brains work, change, learn, and adapt, and how we can use the knowledge emerging from the field of neuroscience to open up new possibilities and make the progress we want in all areas of our lives. Hey there, so glad you could join me for this episode because I'm super excited to have with me a very special guest. Carrie Leaf is a practicing psychotherapist and a life coach. She graduated top of her class when getting her master's in marriage and family therapy, and she's worked in a wide variety of settings, including hospitals, universities, and private practice. Carrie's also the author of a brand new book called Therapize Yourself, which is designed to help people build a foundation for good mental health and begin healing by identifying negative beliefs and patterns in the unconscious mind. So let's jump right in and see how the conversation goes. Carrie, thanks for joining us. I am so pleased to have you here and absolutely dying to pick your brains and uh, see what we can glean from your experience. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> uh, for the second time, because we've actually done this before. Let's, let's, just, be, let's just be honest about this. <laughs> Our connection collapsed a minute ago, so now we're back and doing it. This is take two. Yes, version <laughs> 2.0. Here we go. <laughs> Anyway, Carrie, what I really want to get into um, is this whole idea of integration of mind, body, spirit and how important that is for people, especially when they're starting out, if they're starting a new business, if they're really making a big change in their lives and they're pushing in one area. What is the knock on if they're not um, if, if they're just focusing on that and maybe they've taken their eye off the ball in other areas? Yeah. So sometimes when we're forcing too much in one area, we're going to feel like we're hitting a brick wall. Like we're just stuck. Like no matter what I do, I just can't move forward. And so I'll get a lot of clients coming in and saying, I'm stuck. I'm lost. I I can't find my motivation. I'm not sure what's going on. This isn't like me. Um, and generally when we force something in life, it, it doesn't pan out very well for us. Um, so what I recommend, it doesn't matter, you know, what's what you're working on or, or, you know, your goal or what the issue or the problem might be is I want people to come back to the basics, basics of mind, body, spirit. And generally, I start with the body first uh, just to check in because we overlook it a lot, especially, you know, if we're working on a, a project, um, something in our career or business, we're we're you know, working really hard with our brain and and our creativity. And we work long hours a lot of times and we forget about the body. So I'll say check in with your eat, you know, your eating, your sleep and your exercise. How are you taking care of your body? What foods are you putting in? Are you nourishing or is it junk and processed food that's going to slow you down? Are you getting the seven to nine hours of sleep? Or are you telling yourself that you're okay with four or five? And the body's got to move. If you want your brain to, to be on point and, and creativity to flow, you got to get that body moving. So mm -hmm. I like people to start there. But then we do want to, you know, evaluate the other areas, you know, the mind and the spirit as well. We want to check in with each environment. Yeah. I mean, I, I love what you're saying there about, you know, starting with the basics and making sure that you are actually fueling properly, because this, I think, is something that w we forget that you know, we can't get the best out of this amazing machine set up <laughs> body, mind, whole thing, unless we're you, you wouldn't try to run your Ferrari on, I don't know, washing liquid, would you? It's, right. it, it's you don't put the wrong things in and expect the right results. 
Exactly. Um, in the book I have coming up, Therapize Yourself, I actually make a comparison, you know, to a car just like that of huh. if, if the indicator lights are coming on saying, you know, check engine or, or you're low on fuel, hopefully you, you don't keep going, you know, or you get yeah. over safely and you take care of it, you attend to it, you fuel up your vehicle or you take it to the shop, you figure out what's going on, what's breaking down so that you can come back better, bigger and stronger. But, you know, if if we don't pay attention to those in those indicator lights right on the car, it's the same as not paying attention to what's going on with our body. You know, am I having anxiety symptoms? Am I having depression symptoms? Am I tired? Do I have stomach aches, back aches? We want to check into those things. Mm. And the sleep as well. That's so important, isn't it? I mean, because that's that your brain needs like just literally needs sleep to do all the cleaning and stuff that it needs of itself. So yes. trying to trying to run without that is crazy. Right. That's where we reboot and heal. We give our body the time to use the energy to heal and that we have to make sure we get that seven to nine hours of sleep. I think there's like a small percentage of the population. Don't quote me on this, but, you know, that that actually can run OK in under seven hours of sleep. But it's a very small percentage. Mm -hmm. So most of us need that seven to nine. If we think mm -hmm. we can go under that, generally, it's because we've just convinced ourselves and we've gotten familiar with it. We're used to it. But why not function your best? Why not give yourself a couple more hours and get 95, 100% out of yourself rather than, you know, 75%, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, it is one of those things, isn't it? It's like a, a kind of a badge of honor, you know, oh, I only need six hours sleep, or I only need four hours sleep. And it's like, uh, that's probably not true, actually. <laughs> yes, just the like, I'm so busy, I'm so busy telling people you're so busy, you've got all these things going on. Well, we break down, we burn out when we do that. You know, let's, let's glamorize like, oh, I'm resting, I'm rebooting my body, I'm taking care of myself. That's mm. what's cool. That's what's good for you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that pushing and so on, that can actually lead to that, well, burnout for a start, but also getting to that place where you just think, you know what, I've I have hit the wall, I, I don't know what to do now, I don't know where to go. And I, mean, I think this is something that you see a lot, isn't it? All the time, all the time, people just want to go, 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 whether it's, you know, their society telling them that or they've got something to prove to themselves or, you know, maybe unconsciously to a family member. I've got to do this for whatever reason. Well, I think it's important to examine those reasons. What are these mm -hmm. reasons that you're pushing? And those aren't always readily available to us. Like we're not always consciously aware, self-aware of like, I'm doing this because of X, Y, and Z. And, you know, that's where I'll step in and, and say, pause, let's figure out the thought process and the belief systems behind how you're treating yourself and how you're living your life and why I'm all about you know, find your passion, find your drive, your, what, what means, you know, success means to you. What are your goals? Go for it. Dream big. But why are you doing it? What does it mean to you? Are you doing mm -hmm. it for you? Are you doing it for somebody else? What happens when you get there? Let's explore that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's such a big question, isn't it? I mean, again, I, I, I do notice that in people that they seem to have spent so long striving for other people's expectations that they don't even know what their own reason is for doing things sometimes. Absolutely. And that takes that self-awareness. That takes work and it takes time and it takes getting uncomfortable to face ourselves like that. Carrie, just one of the things that you talk about as well is resisting or pushing away uncomfortable feelings. 
We, we do have a real bias against looking at things that are unpleasant in our lives, don't we? Why do you think that is? Yeah, I just, we're, well, there's a couple reasons. One, if they're uncomfortable, we just don't want to feel that, right? We want to feel happy. We want to feel good. Um, in the day and age we live in as well, there's instant gratification everywhere, you know, with with the internet, with, um, we're so mobile, we can go anywhere, anytime. Like if we want to see something, feel something, experience something different, we can have that at the click of the button, you know, whether it's talking to somebody, buying something, watching something, or we can just hop on a plane and go. And so that instant gratification teaches us that we can pop out of our feelings or our experiences and go substitute it for something else, which on one end is really neat and cool. On the other, if we keep doing that and avoiding anything uncomfortable for us, then we're not really processing through it. It's the idea you can run from your problems, but they're still going to be right there by your side, no matter where you go, unless you face them, feel them, sit with them and go through them. You can't go around them. You can't go, you know, under, you've got to face them, sit with them, go through them. And I'm not saying that we have to sit here and wallow for days and weeks and months. I'm saying sit with them, understand them, know where this is coming from and why, and then push through. And we find that if we do that, we didn't have to sit with them near as long as we imagined, especially near as long as we tried to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because people spend years trying to avoid these things, don't they? And then again, you know, when you get into that position where you're starting or building a business or a career or whatever, um, and you have these things like, you know, oh, maybe it's a, I, I don't have the confidence or I don't uh, want to be pushy or I don't like doing the sales thing. I mean, and these are all very unpleasant feelings that people, they don't want, they want to try and find a way to have the, the business and to build, the, to create the thing without actually looking at the whole spectrum of what that needs to incorporate. Right. And that's all, it's all fear and it's all belief systems keeping us back. Right. You know, mm. everything that you just said, I'm like, yep, felt that one, feeling that one right now, been there, you know, like <laughs> that visibility piece that showing up and here, here I am for everyone to look at and judge like that's scary. That's uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and so we got to challenge our belief systems, whether they're deep rooted core belief systems, or it's just like, you know, for example, my perception or belief on what failure is, you know, is failure like big and scary and bad? Or is failure just something that's a learning opportunity of like, oh, that didn't go right. That gives me wisdom. And I can try again this way, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to mm -hmm. challenge those belief systems. Generally, what keeps us back stuck, you know, held back and stuck the most are those deep core rooted um, negative belief systems that we've probably had from a very young age, not always, but generally, when I'm working with my clients, I can trace these negative belief systems back to, you know, anywhere like four or five, six years old is where they begin. And then it's just a snowball effect. They get compounded in, you know, over their lifetime of like, yep, this is this is who I am and this is how I see the world. But the fascinating thing and the great thing is that we can tap into that. We can identify that and we can reprocess and rewire that we can teach the brain to say you know what that doesn't serve you anymore you might have needed that belief system to get you through something when you you know little you little version of you but you don't need that anymore so let's let's reprocess and rewire for a healthy belief system yeah my fa my favorite word 
without a shadow of a doubt on this podcast is neuroplasticity. We yes. just keep <laughs> keep coming up to it's like every episode. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that that rewiring, that learning, that changing, that's that's basically what that is. That, that that's the fancy word for it. Or somebody put it, which I thought was lovely. Uh, neuroplasticity is a six syllable word for hope. <laughs> that's perfect. Isn't I that like lovely? that. Yes, that is lovely. And it's it's so spot on too. It, it just opens up so many doors in our life. Mm, mm. What happens, though, when somebody is trying to, to figure out where they're, where all these blocks are coming from, and they just don't know what their problem is, basically? <laughs> they can't work out what it is that's holding them up. Yeah, so... That is where we got to start. So, you know, we talked about evaluating and assessing the mind, body, spirit connection. Where are you mm-hmm. in each of those? But we can we can go more specific to where what's going on in your life in each environment, like um, your your relationship environments, your work environments, your home environment, your financial environment. And we can get more detailed of where are the problems popping up in your life And they might not be problems that you're thinking like, well, that wasn't even on my radar. I don't even care about that. But what you don't realize is, okay, you got a marriage problem. Your marriage is on the the brink of divorce. There is no way that that is not affecting you, who you are, how you feel about yourself, and then the choices and decisions that you're making in your business. There's no way. They yeah. It's impossible. So we can't say, I'm going to put my marriage over here on hold for this year while I boost my business up. I mean, we can. You're just probably it's not going to go well, though, It's is not going to go well, <laughs> right. It's not a choice I would recommend. <laughs> mm. So is this where you recommend that people start to, as you've called your book, therapize themselves? Yeah. So it's funny because therapize not actually a word as far as I know, but um, yeah, it's a good one though. I think it should be a word. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's, I like it. So, you know, I was going through grad school and, and, you know, doing my interns and out in New York and, and every time I would tell somebody what I'm doing, you know, I'm going to school, I'm going to be a therapist, you know, the first thing I'd always hear back, are you therapizing me? And it just, it just cracked me up. I thought it was the funniest thing. So it just stuck. But the, I, so part of that, that's where the title came from. But the other part is that trying to get that broader message to the world, you know, people are talking about mental health more than ever now, Mm. but it's, it's not just mental health that it's important, right? That's why I'm saying mind, body, spirit, it's, it's health, well-being in general. So we got to look at all of those areas, but trying to get that broader message to the world that it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves in that sense, to know ourselves, to work on ourselves, to ask for help. So the book gives an example of that process of, you know, working on yourself, looking at yourself, but also what the process would be if you come into my office and you do therapy or coaching Mm -hmm. and what kind of questions I would ask and what I would walk you through and what that experience is, because we all need help. Every single one of us, there isn't a person out there that would not benefit from therapy and looking at themselves or coaching and have a sounding board. There is nobody out there that would not benefit from that. And so just to, to, normalize that and make that okay. But at the end of the day, you know, as a therapist or a coach, I don't fix anybody. I don't give them answers of this is, you know, what will make you happier or better. My job is to guide them to figure out themselves, guide them back to their self. Mm 
So, you know, we go through life and we, you know, maybe go through the school system and then we have this belief system of this timeline of what our life is supposed to look like. We get told how, you know, we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do. We lose touch with our intuition and who we truly are because we've got this industrial thinking now we've been programmed so basically we want to like shake that off and get you back to who you truly are because you've got the answers to what's going to make you happiest in life most successful in life Mm -hmm. and what's going to unlock those doors to you know push that motivation and that drive in life as well yeah yeah i love that i just love that i mean there's um there's a coach uh, called Marsha Reynolds. I don't know if you know her work, um, but she talks about when people you know, that everyone who comes through her doors is already um, strong and smart and capable. Yes. And what they may not feel that, but we all are that we've got to this stage. We have survived for this long. And this idea that, you know, you're getting fixed, as, as you put it, of course, that's crazy, isn't it? What we're actually doing is we're we're being better. We're looking and finding ways of you know, exploring possibilities. That's another one of my favorite words. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you're, you're so right, because people don't know what they can get from this, I think. And, and that is definitely something that is worth sharing and worth looking into. If, you, if, you, if you're going to look up the book, guys, definitely this is a worthwhile thing to know what way you can take advantage of having this sounding board, having this facility to unlock your thoughts. Exactly. You know, people think to get help, they have to have, this severe clinical diagnosis. And that means something is so wrong with me. You know, if we really take the diagnosis with a, with a grain of salt, we could kind of diagnose everybody at some point with something, right? Or 10 things. That's not what it's about. It's about, like you said, evolving self-improvement, getting to know yourself, bettering yourself, learning, growing. That's what it's about. Bringing out the very best version of yourself. Cause just like you said, with her work, my clients are the coolest, most amazing, you know, resilient, strong people I've ever met in my life. I learned so much from them. And part of that is because they're the ones that say, hey, I want to work on myself. I know I need help. I accept that. Get me there. Let's do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. all capable of that. I just, you know, want to spread that message of it's OK. We can all do it. And it's not it's not a bad thing. Let's get rid of that stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is a mission worth having. Definitely. Right. I absolutely love this. So, Carrie, when does the book come out? October 5th, we're looking to launch on Amazon and it should be on my website. And what's it called again? Therapize Yourself. Therapize Yourself. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to put a link to your website into the show notes, if that's okay. And yes. make sure that everybody knows where to find that because... Honestly, I think that everybody should have (laughs) definitely a list of instructions and a list of uh, um, guidelines for for doing this. It's um, everybody's missing out if they're not taking advantage of it, I think. Yes, I agree. I also the book is a little bit interactive as well. So, yes, you know, you're going to read along. But then there's some there's some parts in the book where it says pause write this list down. What are your thoughts or feelings here? What's going on in this area of your life? Jot Mm -hmm. it down so that we can get the brain flowing. And it's not just a passive reading along, skimming through, you know, skipping parts. It's no, sit down, take your time, write this down, think about yourself, your life, evaluate, explore. Um, So it's interactive in that sense. 
I think that's one of the things that a lot of people find very difficult, isn't it, to actually take that time. And I think this this is probably back to what you were saying about school, which is a bit of a soapbox for me as well, because, um, <laughs> you know, we start school at like four or five, six years old, whatever it is. And we are suddenly we're we're entered into this race, you know, mm-hmm. and we have to keep up or, you know, we don't want to fall behind and everything has to be done quickly. Yes. And this idea that you can, you know, dig back into something that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago and do it quickly is maybe a fallacy. This does take time, doesn't it? It does. It really does take time. There's there's certain approaches that I've seen will go faster if you if you mm. really want to dig in and get to the core negative beliefs you know you can you can reprocess the brain rewiring you can dig in and uh, and change those belief systems and change your thoughts and feelings and your actions faster than you know it doesn't mean you have to sit in therapy or, or coaching for years true but yes regardless it's not an overnight it's not a one week it's not a one month you definitely got to give yourself time. Mm. You know, I say start with six months and see if your if your life isn't different in six months and you've been really chipping away, then we're chipping away in the wrong area and we've got to reevaluate because in six months you can start to feel a lot better, a lot different if you really dig into that belief system. Well, I think that would be six months very well spent, Carrie. Um, and it is... Uh... It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. And I'm really looking forward to reading the book. And we will post some more notes on it whenever it comes out. That sounds great. It's been my pleasure as well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been great. Thanks, Carrie. Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment to say thanks for tuning into this episode of the Ambition Incubator podcast and just check to make sure you know that you can join me each week for a deep dive, dynamic, collaborative reading of some business classics. You'll find all the information you need when you register for free at ambitionincubator.com forward slash BBC. I'll see you there.